This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! It happens more often than we can imagine. In my case, I was sitting at home And out of nowhere, I just started feeling uncomfortable. Then it got worse, and I started perspiring. I tried to ignore it, but I waited too long. The chest pain came as we were driving to the hospital emergency. I felt my life clock begin to tick. I barely survived. There was lots of damage done to my heart. What do I do now? I was lucky. I took a leap of faith and tried a seven-herb formula with hawthorn, garlic, cayenne, and more called Extendivite. Herbs have been used for thousands of years to keep us healthy. If you're not using Extendivite as a preventative supplement, maybe it's time to start. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. The Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio at revolution.radio. And I'm your host, Janet Carolesson, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alec Lesson. And our producer is Thomas Becker, also known as a mad painter. And today we have two incredible guests, Dr. Richard Allen Miller and Dan Cooper. And we're going to discuss all kinds of things. we got a wild ride coming for you. We're going to talk about the secret space program, the interplanetary corporate conglomerate, and the secret military, breakaway civilizations, black projects, underground and underwater facilities, secret technologies, disclosure of quantum physics, consciousness, and spirituality, inventions, technologies, and planetary solutions, and more, whatever we can fit in the next two hours. So before we bring on Dr. Ram Miller and Dan Cooper, I'm going to bring on Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Sweetheart, are you there? Oh, me? Yeah, a couple. Oh, indeed, yeah, sweetheart. Indeed. What I'm married to. 
I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, the sweetheart. Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Hi. Sound check. Oh, How are you doing? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, one of the things, uh, you know, that I've listened to a lot, especially to Dan, is I realize that our species is capable of everything. We don't have to. Uh, feel like we are inferior beings because collectively uh, 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 human minds like Dan's can solve anything that w once we uh, get the idea and uh, with uh, we're going to look at how come all that is I hope with your work Richard and so I'm looking forward to the presentation today. Oh, do you know you don't know Dr. Miller's work honey or we had him on before. No. Anyway. Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, huh. connect these dots here. You're gonna get who Dr. Richard Allen Miller because uh, Dan and and um, Ram, <laughs> Dan and Ram, um, Richard Allen Miller are both involved in our secret military programs, and uh, we're gonna connect those dots. But let's see, where should we start? Let's um, since you don't you're not familiar with uh, Dr. Richard Allen Miller, and I'm not gonna read the bio. The bios are up. <laughs> Auditorium radio. We're, we're just going to have everybody talk about themselves. Now, Dan, we'll have you talk for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to have, let Dan, Richard, we're going to start with you. Have you talked for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to switch to Dan. And then we're going to ask some questions to go roundtable here, because uh, we're going to unlock the mysteries of the universe and solve all the problems in two hours. Okay. <laughs> Take it away, Dr. Richard Allen Miller. Welcome to our show. Shut go ahead, down. sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, is, am I on now? Or are, are we? Yeah, and in no, U.S. Yeah. And I uh, want so you to tell our listeners about yourself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off in about ten minutes. I'm keeping my clock. Oh, okay. So what do you want me show. to? Yeah, I grew up in Seattle. What would you like to talk about? I want you to know. I want the, our listeners to know why are you an important human being? Why am I? And, and yeah, what 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 makes you a a, a player in the? The universal consciousness game and the quantum physics reality and how can we take this negative system that's going on right now and shift it around how did they do it on saturday night live they said could it be <laughs> uh it's um choices the good reverend jackson said to you is that fence white or black and you said well it's white and uh, the correct answer is yes. This man polarizes everything. He makes assumptions. He cannot see the other side of the fence. And it's all, is the earth flat or is it round? The correct answer is yes. Physics-wise, uh, right now, you know, you start in physics with a sum truth. And what happens next is you say the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And that makes the earth round. But if you'd say, Space is curved. I can, with advanced mathematics, prove Earth's flat. Now, is it flat or round? And the correct answer is yes. It depends on your assumptions because we're limited, we're not God, and we do not see the other side. So, uh, what did, did you do? That sounds great. What did you do for the military? What was your involvement? How did you get involved in all this stuff? Uh, you were a Navy <laughs> SEAL. <laughs> You, 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 uh, you're, yeah. you're old person like me and Sasha. Yeah. Old man, yeah. Old man DuPont was uh -huh. at my high school graduation. Old man DuPont was at my graduation uh, ceremonies in high school and then used my technology three years later on the Mariner Four. And so then when I was graduated from Washington State University, he was there also 
took me to Wilmington. The rust went downhill from there. It's an open book. I uh, started with putting the SEAL team program together. I did so good. I worked with Dr. Carl Schleicher and uh, did all the paranormal studies. Nobody else could do it. Remember. And uh, basically, back then, I was studying magic because I had to armor up with all the lodges that were coming. I had, you know, I was, when I was like, teaching at Harvard, school and bones was over me like Alabama Techs. I was teaching metaphysics at graduate level. You don't think they assaulted me? <laughs> and, then, and then, oh man, Bohemian Grove, it goes crazy. And I, an independent player, I do my own thing, sovereign. Mm-hmm. So I had to armor up. It's like when my parents were, were atheists, I was, I believe in God. Uh, my parents were atheists. They sent me to Missouri Synod Catechism to armor me for high school. So I, you know, I, I had uh, got inside right out of the gate about trolls. And uh, I am extremely knowledgeable. I spent six years with Gershom Sholem. Uh, just learning how to read in Hebrew, do old translations. I'm a Hermetic Kabbalist. Joan, you know, Church of All Worlds, uh, you know, Robert Island in 19, right. yeah, 1969, Neil Fagan, and Ness. Uh, that was Tim in Morning Glory, and he called her Moaning Glory. She made a lot of noise. And I uh, then moved to Witchcraft, uh, Carl Oshetsky, at the Wellen, with I was just talking about Isaac Bonwitz. Isaac, unluckily. <laughs> Started the druid things after he died recently. He's the only one I know that has a degree in magic from Berkeley. And uh, then I, I met Phil Sackler, Mildred Burlingame, and Helen Parsons Smith, the three witches of Endar. They were uh, Agape Lodge of North Hollywood, 1948. Brady was uh, Phyllis's husband. Uh, so, wait, and, and she started. College of Thelema, and initiated the Jane Wolf branch, uh, or GM or Genum, Order of the Silver Star. Plus, oh yeah, I'm a legacy. My great-grandfather was Rudolf Steiner's teacher in Zurich. I mentor for Waldorf, uh, Zurich. I have a kid, 12 years old, doing his doctorate at Cornell. What could I possibly mentor a kid like that, writing a comic book. Kid got it. <laughs> I love comics, man. I'm right. well. I'm I'm a four year old. Never became seven. I have a dedic memory. I do code. And what do you want to know? I'm well, now seventy five. Seventy five. Okay, yeah. that's a good start. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Good. You're you're involved into. Um, you know, the secret programs and behind the scenes. And yeah. so Dan Cooper, I'm going to bring Dan off a little bit, and then we'll go roundtable with some discussion and questions for each other. And we're going to uh, connect these thoughts. So, Dan, hi, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm Tell good. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your project, what you're planning on doing. To we're, we're looking at saving humanity and saving this world. I, I, I know we could save the world, but we might have to get rid of humanity. But we're looking for the one where we save humanity save the world, save all the species on the planet, and, you know, come up with some good solutions that make uh, life more interesting and fun. Okay, go ahead, Dan. Tell us about yourself. And- I, uh, well, currently I'm working on, I'm an inventor, and I work on free energy generators, motors, and engines. I work on developing those projects. 
projects that incorporate those uh, devices. Right. And Pre tell us about. Go yeah. ahead. Well, um, I, I'll let you talk about ten minutes, but also include um, how you got involved in the secret space program, secret military. Oh, that's, yeah, ahead. that's that's a separate issue. Well, currently I'm I'm uh, developing these things as a scientist and a physicist uh, engineer. But I had been involved in the secret space program uh, prior to when I was 17 and a half. So from, yeah, from uh, from the time of the trainings beginning from the age of two to 17 and a half, I was trained to be a super soldier and then I was uh, shipped out, deployed. And in my 20 and back, I was deployed straight out and up, which means you go, you you get deployed somewhere on this timeline and then you do 20 years and then they bring you back to your clone that they created when you were 17 and a half. And so I got dropped back off on my clone. This is my clone at 17 and a half. And I got dropped back off uh, uh, on this timeline when I was 17 and a half, 18 years old. And then I continued on this timeline uh, in a regular lifestyle, not the super soldier to 20 year. The 20, the 20 years I, set, I spend in the uh, secret space program, I, set, I spend as a super soldier engaged in combat for the uh with dark fleet mostly with dark fleet go ahead okay you're done okay sasha dr lesson feedback questions uh, how do we start this no I, I i i'm in awe let it roll oh god ask <laughs> a talented question <laughs> how did okay. they do it on how did they do it on saturday night live it's alive it's alive. Alive. <laughs> yeah. I so, love coming. So I want to I want to pull you down into uh, another realm, okay? Because we can. We, I I want to not joke about this for just a little bit because this is a very serious time in, in existence, and we really need to come up with some answers. I know you're both physicists, and I know Dan's um, applying these things, and you have done a lot of these uh, problem solving in the past, and you have. Dozens of books that you've written on the because you're a, what's called a polymath, and um, so that's a certain level of genius where you're uh, you're brilliant in many 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 areas. And uh, Dan is uh, somewhat that way as well. Uh, Doctor Lessons of savant genius. He's got he's some that he's in various other ways. Me, I just kind of keep track with all you guys. I'm trying to keep up because, <laughs> you know, I have high IQ, but nothing like what you guys. You guys are all on a quantum level and taking off and spinning out in space. So I'm I'm here to pull us all back down and how we can synergize and co-create and really do some serious brainstorming and problem solving by looking at the past and looking at what's going on now. Go ahead, Sasha. That's what I want you to do. Uh, Janet, you're you're suffering you're suffering from uh, a program that makes you uh, think you're less because you're a woman, and I want you to uh, stop. Uh, um, <laughs> what's true? It's true. Yeah. You know, uh, they, when we go to school, they they uh, gear us towards you know learning English and uh, away from sciences, and and it's been proven over and over. So. Anyway, but I like science fiction, so that was my saving grace. And I and I grew up with Heinlein, uh, Richard. I grew up with Heinlein and being strange in a strange land, and and uh, Asimov and uh, John and Roddenberry. And so this opened me up to this human potential. And apparently, those were our earliest whistleblowers 
They weren't allowed to tell us the truth of what was really going on. But this secret space program, secret military, has been going on uh, for you know. Well, hey, I've got a comment. Years. Yeah, I've got a yeah, comment. Go here. ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, first, I love Sasha's intro regarding the fact that it starts with imagination, and then we go do it. <laughs> and so, is the Earth going to be saved? Well, uh, I have already saved myself, so I am you, and you are me, and I am the world. <laughs> that means time's not real. And right. once I've got it, it's in the database. <laughs> and that's that. A cash, you know, with a side. That was uh, a really cool movie where she had a cash and uh, it's a vampire. <laughs> Love that one. Uh, but the thing is, you have choices. Your glass is half full, half empty. It was Joseph Campbell that said that when you see the kingdom of the Father on earth, the apocalypse has already occurred. It's perpetual, it's, it's, it's perpetual in its potential. He was brilliant. It's our type. And what we have today, so-called end of days. You know, you can see the lava strikes up in the northern territories above Canada, the place that Copa went off, Kilauea. You watch what's happening. It's happening right now. It was in your lifetime. That's probably, I don't know, why you chose to be here now. Oh, that was Ram Dass, sorry. <laughs> um, because you're here to witness. There's... Um, Sci-fi movies called Epoch by Robert uh, John uh, was it Bear Robert uh, was it Robert Bear, uh, Robert Bear B E A R has written Epoch and uh, I forget the other title I'm losing my mind I'm getting old but basically it's the end of days aliens show up and they pick 144,000 take up in space witness the end of the Earth for repopulation into the universe it's a metaphor. Always in metaphor. And when you see this happening around you, you have choices. Right now, what we have is an opportunity. And that's Navy SEAL, the way I trained them. And uh, super soldiers, what I did is I sh showed the SEAL how to change his perception of time with breath control. And the boxing became paranormal. And so into that, that's us. We didn't call them super soldiers back then. And why I wasn't involved with aliens, because back when I was doing it, we were more worried about the Russian psychic discoveries. Uh, I went and had one tour at Broom Lake. I have, I have no idea what that I have no idea what it means. Like with Sasha, are aliens real? How could they not be? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, here we are. How could they not be? And, and I'm yeah, we got choices. How are we going to do it? Are they good or evil? The correct answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's life, you know, and you have choices. Great, great. Okay, Dan, your turn. Um, I'm sorry? I'm going to pass this talking stick to Dan Please, for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, unless you have something else you want to say. What else would you like to say? Um, well, I, uh, if I could just comment on that. It's the, I really think the heart of, of, of it whenever there's a dichotomy between within and without uh, that's a, your opportunity to span them and center yourself and embrace both those and so that's what your current that's that's what you're all that's why it's always yes and yes and both right I agree yeah right 
I have yeah. seen I have seen this uh-huh. happening before. Uh-huh. You know, there's uh, you know, Ernest Callenbach, Ecotopia, 1984. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know, I'm old, I'm that old. And trust me when I tell you, you know, seen it come and go, and we're in it again. And there will be geographic changes. How did they put it in the movies? There will be blood. But the first, the first to die will be from dehydration and uh, uh, exhaustion, not uh, zombies or aliens or da-da-da-da-da. That's how it'll play. And so you can prep yourself. You have opportunity. Okay. Like, and so you yeah, got like, 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 Ecotopia? What was Ecotopia? Oh, it's a I, wonderful book, yeah. Yeah, oh, before Michael Tobias, yeah, yeah. yeah I live next door to Ernest Callenbach, by the way. I grew up in Seattle, and Ernest Callenbach wrote that book and I was a kind of kid, 10 years old. <laughs> and then I got to know Michael Tobias, Voice of the Planet. That's where William Shatner does like 10 uh, two-hour videos with PBS on uh, an anthropologist going to Tibet to talk to a supercomputer and the White Leopard. He's out of Berkeley. You want to read these books because they show or demonstrate options that we have and the way we conduct business. And right what now. What were the names two books that you said to read? Say that again. It was Ecotopia and what else? Oh, Voice of the Planet. Voice of the Planet. Okay. And yeah, look it up. Yeah, there it is. They're in there. And Meryl Streep. Yeah, uh, the supercomputer. Okay. And they did. Yeah, it's a beautiful set of movies. What it is, is how to live differently than we are. And it's actually, it's, uh, it's the idea of, uh, you know, chop wood, carry water. Uh, you know, going back to basics. Physics is, doesn't have the answers any more than religion does. They're a closed system. Physics laws changes every day. I don't know anything that's remained the same. Think of it, a theory of everything is a little presumptuous. I studied with Roger Penrose, and there he is, a geometric universe. My contribution is the dodecahedral. I'm getting into more specifics. And, you know, I have come to see the day where I'm too old to do anything about it. You know, and Carlos Castaneda, the four enemies of man, was it fear, power, clarity, and old age. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to pull up a uh, video for Ecotopia and put it on this page. Okay. Over to Dan. I'm just going to pass the document. We're going to see where this goes. This is an experiment. So what would you like to contribute? Any questions for anybody on the panel tonight? And Any uh, comments, feedback, or introduction of new ideas, concepts? Over to you, Dan. Are we talking to, uh, are we talking to Sasha or Dan? We're talking to you, Dan. Oh, what do you want to <laughs> What do you want to know? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, uh, you were talking about the program, or are you talking about the current technologies? Wherever you want to go. This is a flow uh, uh, Dan, tell us about the relationship of the soul and the body and the program, and how that how they deal with clones and, the, and your soul. Oh, cloning, yeah, cloning. Okay, so cloning is uh, uh, the Greys perfected the cloning. They're the ones that taught us how to do this. Uh, they're um, in 52 in my program, and so um, 
they can they were able to extend their lifetime a thousand lifetimes apparently can't do it anymore in a thousand and the way they do that is they make a clone of themselves and then they transfer their soul into the clone body the problem is that not all of the soul goes with it that's why it can't happen any more than a thousand times because there's a fragment that doesn't go with it it kind of hovers like a ghost um but but if you just do it once it's not a big issue there's hardly anything missing in the soul that comes across so that's what they did in the program they would they would send the soul back in time back to the clone that they had made of me when i was 17 and a half that's not the same thing as cloning without a soul like a cloning a dog and just making a clone of a dog but there's no soul that goes with the dog it didn't come out right when they do that but the grades perfected it and they taught us how to do that and they did this program they the ones that got us going in this program okay go ahead thank you okay so so we're I could make that. This. Yeah, I Go could ahead. make a comment. Yeah, I could make a comment now if you'd like. I, you know, at the moment of death, there is a five gram weight loss in the body, consistent and reproducible. What is that? Well, in alchemy, they used to call it the stag and the unicorn force go soul and spirit within matter. James Hillman has written a book called The Soul's Code, dealing with uh, metaphor and Actually, I studied with James Hillman. I got a doctorate in that field of Jungian psychotherapy uh, with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and some others because it just fascinated me. It wasn't soft. It's a hard science, and uh, in my opinion. And I understand the concept of cavitation, where there's a veil between this side and that side. A drop of water falling a pool of water pops back up. It's a bubble. It's no longer a drop of water. It's a bubble that solutions on water with a cavitation process inside, which is what Penrose called the geometric universe, torus twister. And the thing that's happening is that that drop of water has created a multiverse of another option. And it's a duplicate because the universe, as another way of looking at it, reflects itself. Now, I didn't do near-death experiences, but I did read the Bordeaux Sedal, and the Tibetans had it down. They said, at the moment of death, you have a choice. You have the circle of light, uh, you know, all your friends waving, or you have the blue light. And the circle of light reminds me of a birth canal. Time is not real. And that five grams is enough geometric structure in the memory of water to hold everything. Including, I mean, it's a million times more efficient in, in, in holding data than uh, your gallon of It's a big chip. A million times more. How many lifetimes do you think you can cram in that computer chip? It's leaving your body as a physical analog to what the soul is outside of time. I, I don't know. I've been there. But I hung out with Eben Alexander and his uncles and had, yeah, and I have a sense of him. And uh, you know that butterfly thing he's talking about? Uh, it wasn't his sister. It was his inner feminine self. He's talking to dialogue. The two paths to God on the tree of life, the hermit and the lovers. You do it androgyny, or you do it with a reflected pair in the external world. And it's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I haven't studied secret programs. 
Carol Rosen lives just down the street. And I do know her real well, her and John. And um, it's interesting. It wasn't my field. What I did was all the weird paranormal stuff, you know, like, you know, shapeshifters and, you know, it goes downhill from there. I did some pretty strange things. Antarctica. I've been there, done that. I don't know. I, you know, no, I don't know. What's in, what's in Antarctica? <laughs> well, let's see. You start in at Tool Island and you pivot into this cave that then goes underwater almost a mile. And at the bottom of it is a cave that's over a mile high and has air, weather, a mile high cave. And, 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 and there's the 19 slips from Nazi base. Down over there, there's a old uh, Viking base, 14th century. And down here, what is that? It's a giant hole going 100 miles straight down into the mantle. We didn't have the technology in the 70s when I was there to be able to deploy that. Yeah, apparently they did because Buzz Aldrin said he went to Tulsa. My guess is uh, there's uh, Nephilim down there in stasis. When they had evacuated the animals because one of them woke up. <laughs> Probably. When they, turned on his, huh? when they evacuated what? He broke up. They evacuated what? No, I don't know about that. I, you know, I can speculate. Uh, the way Sasha put it, yes. <laughs> all of it. All of it and more. So That's what was the, the occasion that led you to go to Antarctica? Were you doing that for the, the military? What no, this one was a, no, as a matter of fact, this one was a special study by an anthropologist woman, and uh, the Navy loaned me out because I have background in uh, bioluminescence, and they wanted to know how the light worked. I worked into this woman on that project. I usually was a lead by divine right, but she was running this anthropologist thing, and she had a bunch of specialists. Mine was to figure out how the light worked. Well, I've been in underground facilities, and they do have that bioluminescence. But yeah, I that's what that is. It's a bacteria. Yeah. I figured it out how it is. That's why my doctorate is in bioluminescence. That's why I write about that. Resonant cavity oscillators. I've just been propped to do some important stuff, and I was blessed. And uh, now there's, I'm 75, and I'm still deployed. I'm a GS-18. means I'm not in Navy. I'm a GS-18, I'm a Navy intel. And Navy I intel. know I don't know. <laughs> so I'm interested to you know more about the secret space. Carol talks about it all the time. And, and I have to tell you, uh, there are some serious German work that came in after. I have, I've seen a virtual Boeing right now has a magnetic monopole. They're flying it all over. It's Nazi drone over my house. I want to shoot it down. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Magnetic monopoles are interesting and they now have them. That means that we did uh, either reverse technology or we figured it out. And there's an excellent book on that subject. If you'd like to read it, it's, uh, I gotta go over in the library to get it, I won't do that, but it's on magnetic monopoles and the crafts either have three, which is simple balancing on wavelengths or four, uh, more fussy in balance and smoother. And if you ever look at, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to, um, before we get too far down the line, I wanted to pull us back to, because we talked about the nature of the soul, and Dan said that he got, he was transferred, his consciousness was transferred into a clone. And then we're talking a little bit about uh, the process of death, and you, and you get to choose, I forget what the two choices are. So, um, what, 
what is death? I'm going to pass this around to everybody. What is death? What is life? Uh, what happens when we die? Where does the soul go? There's a wonderful show called The OA, and she's doing some kind of um, dance movement with a group of five or six people, and then they are able to open a portal and move her, their souls into another dimension, another parallel timeline. So we're looking at time. You said time's not real, but timelines... Let's let's go into life, death, timelines, parallel universes. Let's um, go round table here. Uh, Sasha, do you want to begin? Uh, then pass it to Dan, and pass it to Richard. What the um about uh, okay, life, I'm, death, parallel universes? Timelines, uh, kind of thing. Listen, I um, I can tell you that using hypnosis, I can extract memories if I especially go down. Uh, into certain specific places in the brain, like the uh, 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 Wernicke correction, I can extract memories of when you were working on Mars for the U.S. government. How's that work? Archetypally, I don't know. It's interesting. Some of these things I used to study never got answers. We had a lot of flies catching flies, man. Mouths open and disbelief. So has everybody been on Mars? Is that what you're saying? That we've all been on Mars? Yes. Okay. Yes. And when I say yes, who knows what that means, you know? What's the Zanion belt? And really, never. Let's talk about that if you're curious, because, you know, it's uh, a dark star. It's coming in. And my friend over at JPL says that the IR signature is wrong on it. And my other friend said, yeah, that's because... It's got a Dyson sphere around it. And then I had to pop up and say, yeah, that's our future coming in to collect the rent. When do you okay, start so up? let's look at that. So why are they collecting the rent? Are we the rent? Are we harvested? Because we've been talking about this with Dan. Uh, apparently, we're going to be harvested. <laughs> Come to the oh, harvested. Well, you mean <laughs> where, where are they, where are they, um, You know, we're the commodity. We're going to be sold off. Uh, what do you mean by the Nibiru Dyson spheres coming in and they're going to collect rent? Explain that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Ah, uh, that, you want to do someone out there or do you want me to try? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you, I, you, you brought that out and then we'll pass it around. I know. I, I, I just like to throw trip wires on and see how you fall. Yeah, uh, I, I'm yes. kidding. Just kidding. I, um, I don't know. But I can tell you, I did some studies with time. And when I met Crow, something happened to me, and I'm going to be a tool. I don't know what it means, but is it good or bad? Yes. Is that a hard, well, we got Independence Day. <laughs> We've got, wow. uh, you know, all these sci-fis that talk about bad aliens. And uh, bad robot, bad robot. Uh, you know, we've got uh, good, bad, and ugly, actually, Clint Eastwood. And it's going to go downhill as man is responsible the thoughts he chooses to entertain. Okay. But we start there. How about controlling and training the mind? You know, like meditation. And I'm a satsangi. I was initiated by Sharon Singh. I've got my merit badge. And I'm using. I know I don't know. How's that? I don't know. I, uh, okay. I'm, I, you know, try to find, define God. You can't. Because God is that which cannot be known. It's outside the realm of knowledge. You can experience them. can't know them. Yeah. And that's a Bordeaux adult also. And so, okay. the, yeah. <laughs> well, let's bookmark it right there. We're going to go, we're, we're doing a round table here, so we're going to go around. 
So, um, Dan, give me your two cents. What are your thoughts on what we just covered? You want to know what my thoughts are about? What we were just talking about here, about the nature of, uh, okay, the, the Nibiru, is, what do you know about Nibiru? Is Nibiru out there? Is it incoming? Is it a Dyson sphere? What, what do I know about the, I'm sorry, what do I know about the what? Nibiru, N-I-B-I-R-U, Planet X. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one passed through. Uh, phase, that, that's a phase planet. The planets that are in uh, oddball orbits, they, they have the ability to phase out as a defensive mechanism. And this particular planet phased into a different dimension as it passed through our solar system and then phased back as it, as it finished through our solar system. And that's not uncommon in the universe. And the proof of the matter is, is that in the billions of years that the universe has existed, if planets, if planets crashed into each other and destroyed each other, there wouldn't be any planets. And that's the proof of that's the theory that proof that proves the theory. That the mere fact that their planets aren't crashing into each other all over the place proves that they phase. So what happened with small deck? The, the, um... So planet X is a phase planet. It phased out into a different dimension. As it passed through our physical uh, plane, it was in a different dimension. And then right. when it finished passing through our, our, uh, uh, our solar system, then it came back into phase, and you could see it again as it was leaving. Mm -hmm. You saw it as it was coming in, then you didn't see it. And phased out in, into a different phase, six uh, uh, um, different dimensions, sorry, uh, out of dimension. And then, and then when it was finished passing through, when there was a conflict uh, physically, when it, it that's when it does its defensive thing and phases out. And then phased back in when the conflict was no longer there, meaning when it was outside of our solar system. And there are many planets that phase. It's not unusual. This happens all over the universe. Mm -hmm. So what happened that we have the asteroid belt it's supposed to be planet model deck is broke up? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going what to cross. Hold on a second. Wait a second. Uh, I got noise in the background. Go ahead. What was your question again? Uh, the asteroid belt. Now I've got feedback. The asteroid belt, um, deck, the planets uh, breaking up, the story of the well, that one was supposed to have been a war. That 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 planet got destroyed in a war. Okay. That was one of the planets in our solar system that got destroyed in a war. It makes up the Kuiper Belt. All the pieces of it make up the Kuiper Belt. Right. And Mars. Mars was also one of the pieces. <clears throat> and some of the moons on Mars. Do you have a memory of being on Mars? Are you there? Who? No, I was never on Mars. I might have Damn. passed through, but I didn't spend any time there. Okay, you don't have any. Okay. Uh, Sasha, your turn. Yeah, so uh, we had been discussing uh, the, the the soul and uh, and clones and that and what I thought would really uh, first uh, and the situation. First of all, as, as far as the situation and, and how to handle it when we see uh, people having these catastrophic uh uh, worries about their current uh, situations is uh, from the perspective of, of uh, existentialism if you're present fully present right here right now every second it's perfect and it couldn't be any other way and the things that you uh, regard with uh, 
uh, alarm are really the things that are your challenges to assimilate and understand in, in a larger context. But I was thinking that it would be a really interesting thing, starting with you, Janet, for each of us to say, if our souls really uh, have created us in these cur- these bodies that we're now occupying, in this time and space that we are right now, if we are creations of our own souls, what missions did we give ourselves? What have we learned so far? And what missions uh, 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 are calling to you right now? And what about you, Janet? Okay, and you might want to turn your sound down just a hair. We're getting feedback. I think it's, I don't know where it's coming from, but there, okay. Um, well, that's one of the things that I've been looking at is, you know, why am I here? Why was I born? You know, and I, I ask myself these questions and um, then things happen in life and I get these uh, answers because I'm an ex, uh, ET contactee experiencer and I've been in the underground military bases and I interview thousands of people and <laughs> and hear all these stories. And somehow, um, you know, like... Uh, um, Richard said, we are all one, and I am the walrus, cuckoo-cachoo. You're me on you, and uh, cuckoo-cachoo. So um, what I've learned is that, uh, you know, I'm here to do what I'm doing, which is these radio shows, to bring together different people from different perspectives on these shows so we can talk about the issues and come up with some solutions. Um, you know, because I, I, I'm really fond of the Earth. I like this planet. Um on some level, this is my art project, you know, my soul level. And uh, I have an attachment to it, it coming through and joining the, the Federation of Planets like uh, Roddenberry proposed to us. Uh, Roddenberry apparently was a first-generation whistleblower along with Highline and Asimov. And um, J. Allen Hynek was there, and they were trying to tell us what's really going on. And now we've got people coming forth like Dan, who's been in the Secret Space Program, and he's telling us what, what went on behind the scenes. And there are these technologies which can turn the planet around and clear up the environment and give us uh, extreme longevity, if not physical immortality. And then we're looking at the nature of the soul, how Dan has experienced soul transference from one avatar to another. And he's now living out a life. And we don't know if that avatar has a lot longer expectancy than the the normal ones, what what makes a, a body uh, run out in a certain time, what is a timeline, what makes it, what factors go into um, the, the span of a lifetime, is it environmental, is it uh, genetic, and are these things that we can fix and alter to give us, uh, I, I would like to be uh, in a form longer than, you know, subject to these things like cancers and accidents and things, and so that I can figure it out, you know. I like that's like my game, my chess game. It's like, can I figure this out before our, my expiration date? Okay, that's enough. Who do you want me to pass it to? Go ahead to the next. You, you can still take this one, honey. Who do you want to talk next? The idea is, what's your? You know, you made yourself uh, to be a, a philosopher or an inventor or a sword fighter, and uh, what's your what's your current uh, goals for, for the avatar that you're running down here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Um, I remember the first technical paper I wrote as a psychologist on time distortion, or I never knew there were corners in time until I was told to stand in one. That's where I started. <laughs> this isn't real. 
No, no, this is not real. This is an illusion. There are there are Aborigines and advanced tribes that actually believe there's more content to reality in certain dreams, like lucid dreaming and consciousness. I wouldn't have seen it if I had to believe it. Now, we filter, and the difference is uh, you're in both worlds. You're in both worlds now. You're dead and alive. Where are you? Place your awareness of moment is in between the two. And that's like an hourglass. How's that one for an image? And they're doing those studies right now at MIT, Marshall Clare, et Now, I, I don't know, uh, but I can tell you that whatever I came up with as a theory is probably true and more. All of it. It's not about we know this and now we can do that. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, you know, she's mad as hell and she's not going to take it anymore. God. And I, I know that there's more going on. Uh, war and uh, pantheons and gods conspire. You know, the Bible talks about a multitude. That's not one guy. Yahweh, God, hey, Vahi, and the veils of Isis. And Bob Dylan said everybody's got to serve somebody. There is a video, old, rare sci-fi movie called Liquid Sky, or Blue Sky, I mean, Blue Sky. Blue, Blue Sky. Sky, yeah. Yeah, and these aliens live up in the eaves shooting galleries because they get off a green cortisone. Oh, we use that ourselves. How's that sound? Oh, look, I know I don't know. I'm well aware that there's something else going on here. I can feel it. <laughs> That's how dying. Uh, I don't know what's really going on, but what my, I've got a great imagination. I'm as good as it gets. And I know that I got to be careful. I get paranoid. Paranoia causes it, brings it up. That's how you take psyche into matter. <laughs> a little sex magic, you know, punctuating it. I can tell you that we are in the end of something. And you have chosen to be aware, Janet, me, whatever, witnesses. Mm -hmm. That's the Bible, witnesses. There it is. And we're going to do it. And what are you going to do with that knowledge? Well, knowledge is illusion. And there is a missing sephirah in the middle of the abyss above, you know, Christ, you know, Christ consciousness, God consciousness, path 13. You're in the dot, middle of the Sea of Karanzan. And by the way, the path that crosses the humor. And Doth is defined as knowledge through wisdom. It is a temporary place for only a brief moment. And when you leap out into the roaring river, the abyss, it's a stone I discovered under the water. You can't see it. And I can top on that stone and leap over to the other side laughing. And that's how it works. It's all sight of mind. It's all part of mind, Mark. <laughs> Magic with a K. <laughs> and that has, in fact, uh, been in recent uh, movies. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. Three movies, back to back. ABC on, uh, what is it? Unbreakable uh, uh, split glass. These three characters are in a mental institution. Because they have superpowers. <laughs> Just what? They, you do. I have watched a woman rip a car door off and fed an emergency, saving her daughter. Now, here's the bad news. 
Ghrelin uh, does not make the bone in her body stronger than steel. How'd she do that? Now, that means that altered states of consciousness might suggest that there are different laws. You know, I can tell you until it's like when I train sales, you go over here and using hypnosis, your ability in testing 400 times when you're using statistical inference. And you take a psychic, really good psychic, the Dixon, fine tuner. And that's a, that's a type of awareness. It's not here or there, it's right there. And what I'm trying to do today is map those different areas where I can, you know, that super soldier ripping a car door off. No, imagine having the strength of town. I do that with methamphetamine, but to be able to conjure that up without any drugs. We're talking about something interesting. Altered states of consciousness. Isn't that what they're looking for, is the metagene, that we somehow have that ability? Well, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what your other guest has said. You know, we have, we're, we're way beyond what we think we are. And we've only right. just begun because we're not even training ourselves. We're undisciplined, wild little brat children. So that's what they were doing at, at Montauk. They were experimenting with. Uh, yeah, well, Montauk was uh, Doctor. Yeah, the, the actual that Montauk was uh, an experiment that happened. That what happened? They were trying to do a, a, a cloaking device, and when something else happened, it shifted and fused reality. So kind of like the you're trying. I, I don't know what that means, but I can tell you that when you start doing rituals on a collider like a collider hydrant, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. And really, you know, I've seen I've seen creepy come out of the other side. And who knows? Hey, Dr. Strange, it's a big giant slug called Ouroboros or I don't know what I, I forget the old comics. Um, Dormammu, <laughs> that's what it was, yeah, there it is. And I can tell you that whatever you imagine, that's just one side of it. Wow. Okay. Dan, over to you. So uh, you're, you were actively involved with the Secret Space Program, and you saw a lot of things when you were traveling, and you were involved in these different technologies which bend time and space and so how did we get across the universe based on how, how do we what that you, you went across the to another uh beyond the solar system or uh, into the um, you were in the you were still in the milky way or did you go to another galaxy and how did you get there did you know how you got there or how we physically get to the other planets yes uh, okay, well, uh, the portal system, wormhole system from portal to portal, planets to planets inside of the galaxy um, that was put up by the ancient builders, you can't go through that with weapons. And uh, if you want to carry weapons or supplies somewhere, you have to use ships. And we have warp 10, basically, it's slightly under warp 10, 9.8. We have warp 10 ships, and we've had them for a while. And... Uh, so that's how we travel out to the different areas. Uh, but usually, you're oper you have areas of operation like the the uh, the local cluster, the 52 solar systems. So it's called the local star clusters. 52 local star systems. That's an area of operations. That mm -hmm. about that kind of that many solar systems might be an area of operations. You see, 
when you're traveling in ships but go warp 10 that's that's not that's not an undoable area of operation you get it you get my you get my gist yeah yeah so, so you're you're doing ships you're, you're riding around ships riding around ships spaceships so star trek in Star Trek, can the spaceships have the ability to? They're very fast. Look at warp ten. Warp ten, ten times the speed of light. So how far can you get if you're going warp ten? I mean, can you get across? Uh, I mean, well, how do we measure that? God, how do you put it? A warp? How do you describe that? Um, yeah. How do you? Light years. Uh, I think the closest planet, the closest habitable planet, I think, is something like four light years away and so warp 10 you'd get there you you would pass it in a second <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah yeah it's, it's pretty fast um i think it, the enterprise uh the um what the fiction series the enterprise right. what they're showing us yeah they were gone at warp six and they said they passed neptune in something like uh 20 seconds or something like that you know they actually gave the speed they related the speed of how fast it took them to get out of their solar system from earth out of our solar system it took them like 20 seconds you know <clears throat> going to warp six so did did humans invent this technology or were, were we uh given it by a control well humans were capable of inventing the higher levels of the technology of humans Humans originally invented warp one. Everybody does it on their own. You're not, you know, nobody can give you that technology. Humans developed warp one. Nikola Tesla was the first one. He invented warp one, and um, and then you're and then you're in, you know, you're a spacefaring species, and 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 that's when you start trading with other spacefaring species, other species that could warp one and get around the galaxy, uh, traveling in spaceships, and stargates and stuff like that. <clears throat> so the portals, the portal system. So people are getting around. Um, they're the warp. They're the warp societies, and they trade with each other. And the more advanced ones will trade technology for the things that they want or need. And so we traded for the more advanced technologies. Were traded. We didn't develop them on our own. The secret space program personnel didn't develop the more advanced technologies. And a lot of times we acquire technologies and we find them in places. And they get reverse engineered by our scientists, but they, our scientists don't do original engineering, which is a problem. Because you can't you can't transfer traded technology unless it complies with the agreement of the trade. And uh, none of that advanced technology, the SSP agreed to trade with us or to bring down to us, meaning the seven billion people on the surface of, of this planet. We were never we were, and we were actually what was traded. We were the commodity that was traded. We were traded as slaves, we were, but they can't come and collect. But that's not here. So they can, we certainly can't get that technology, you know. And you wouldn't want it anyway. It's like because you don't want to pay the price. What's the price, you, you idiot? You're a slave. <laughs> no, you're not going to pay that price. So you don't want that technology. You, you right. don't want to pay that price. See. So what the so what the in the collective minds of the secret space party, if you think they're they're intelligent, more intelligent than you, no, you're wrong. They're not. Um, they think they are, but they're not. And the collective wisdom of the secret space program personnel, the, 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 the committee of 200, you know, they get together and they oh, well, maybe we should start, let, let, uh, let NASA start from scratch. So. Right. And well, the same thing, 
<laughs> it's all invented already, though. Is there anything? Yeah, but you know, and that was part of the arguments that NASA personnel, uh, uh, some of the top scientists in NASA, we're going over this now, actually. Uh, oh, hold that thought. We'll be back in five minutes. It's our break. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in five. All right. Hey, are you with me? Uh, right. Hold on. We're still high. Necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation. Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? phone numbers we'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com yes that's www.freedomslips.com click the banner on the homepage for the emp proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer so folks keep your data safe for your peace of mind revolution radio freedomslips.com you don't need to expect us we're already here A visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge. Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitor's peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. May God defend the right. Warning, warning. We gotta stop us! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! Time when the 
freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. more often than we can imagine. In my case, I was sitting at home, and out of nowhere, I just started feeling uncomfortable. Then it got worse, and I started perspiring. I tried to ignore it, but I waited too long. The chest pain came as we were driving to the hospital emergency. I felt my life clock begin to tick. I barely survived. There was lots of damage done to my heart. What do I do now? I was lucky. I took a leap of faith and tried a seven-herb formula with hawthorn, garlic, cayenne, and more called Extendivite. Herbs have been used for thousands of years to keep us healthy. If you're not using Extendivite as a preventative supplement, maybe it's time to start. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Aloha and welcome back to the Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio, on revolution.radio. And I'm your host, Janikara Lesson, with my co-host, the incredible Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. And our guest today, our producer is Thomas Becker. Don't forget Thomas, a bad painter. Our guests are Richard Allen Miller and Dan Cooper. And before we get back to our show, I'd like to remind everybody to please go over to that donation button. And we do need your donations and your donations are very important to keep us on the air. And I'm going to ask a mad painter where we are in our fundraising and do we have any specials. 
Uh, we we got twelve hundred and fifty nine dollars, and uh, we need twenty five fifty. So we're not doing too bad. I mean, we really should be around fourteen hundred. And yes, we have a special until midnight tonight. Oh For sixty dollars, you can get the I think it's sixteen thousand seed packet, and it's an unlimited amount of them at that price, without the thumb drive. So uh-huh. that's just the continental U.S. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thank you. Uh, Sasha, Dr. Lesson, are you back with us? I'm not back yet. I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> can't hear you. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Can't hear him. I'm not back yet. Oh, you're not it's, back yet. Yeah, he's probably in the bathroom. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. that's the first time that's happened. Okay, so let, we'll start with you, um, Richard Allen Miller, Dr. Miller. So I, what would you uh, like to discuss? Uh, you've got a, a little round table going here. We're brainstorming. We're out to solve all the problems in the universe. And uh, Okay, so I have a time travel machine. I actually worked the Navy uh, at a project uh, and wrote about it. It's Ezekiel's vision, the drone charity of God. It's uh, called... The diamond body, electromagic, and yogatronics, using sound and light to create and release specific neurotransmitters. You do them in command and constructs with you there. You now have a time machine. It's visual. You can go anywhere you want. And uh, it's uh, physical. Uh, <laughs> the TARDIS is a face-centered cubic hexagonal closed-back structure. You envision in your mind's eye. And this is a project that I helped develop with the military. And it uh, it works. Well, uh, it's not what you think because time isn't what you think. And alternate universes, we, uh, you know, we're just only now even beginning to grasp the concept and to understand going back, forward, and through. Uh, you know, the paper I wrote first on was I wrote Time Distortion or I never knew there were corners in time until I was told to stand in one. <laughs> Here we are in prison, planet. Uh, you know, there you are. Um, we've been naughty. <laughs> and or something trips us out from under each other every 500 years. There's some evidence. Popo and the uh, Clovis had time travel. I mean, space travel. You go to France, and the caves, and there's this little bison. Oh, the bison has a bunch of dots around its eyes. Closer inspection, that's a star map. You go further south down there, Croatia, it's another cave. The star map is in reverse, which means it's been out in space. Romana, whatever. And something right, right. has come in, and, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> If I'm enlightened, <laughs> and uh, it means man is, and it doesn't matter when you get off the couch because the time isn't real, and you're getting it. You got it. 60 million uh, chances to get it right. <laughs> it's so, a metaphor. So you're saying time isn't real. But yes, it's not real. No, it's a construct. It's a, it's a construct of the way we chose to group information. Isn't it interesting? Okay, okay. Uh, as a metaphor, that's, uh, I mean, you have options. It's like, you know, the, the, there's no such thing as gravity. The Earth sucks. <laughs> you can, when you set up 
some truths. And then definitions. That sucks up the concepts of what's available and what's not. And time and space reserved for quantum mechanics and taking analog into digital. And holographic systems, a different way of looking at data, resolution of information. You know, you got physical plane, here it is. And then you above that, it's the emotional plane, how you feel about it. It's a different way of looking at things like fractals, where you have resolution of information down into itself or out. That means that everything's simply connected, boom. And I, I don't know their model. And what they do is they allow you to do this, they don't allow you to do that. If you're a staunch Christian, three aliens walked in the door, would you be able to see them? Belief systems oh, okay. are tools. Okay. Belief, Belief systems yeah, are tools. Yeah. And you know, I, that's why I would say, as a metaphor, that a Buddhist can become a Christian. A Christian can't be a Buddhist. As a metaphor. A Christian can't be a Buddhist, yeah. But a Buddhist can well, be I'm getting a feedback. Christian. I don't know why. Well, the, the broader world is. It opened different doors. And, um, okay. and so you have choices. If you had been born in Pakistan, you would not be a Christian. So with that said, uh, belief systems and Christian religions are arbitrary. You can go try saving the earth, but you should first start with yourself. So when people talk about uh, our space program and they're traveling through time and space, maybe Dan, you might want to address this. Oh, there's probably no question. Yeah. 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 How how do we travel through time and space if, if time is just an illusion or just a construct? Dan, what what do you know about how we're able to do that? Well, time. I don't think of it as an illusion. Uh, each planet has its own timeline, meaning you know you think uh, things decay. Uh, uh, seasons, you know, you, you experience time in uh, it, the representation of things uh, decaying or changing, and that's how you experience time. So uh, it, it's the illusion of these changes or whatever. I I don't see it that way. I just see, I I, I see time as we you know we're getting older or we're experiencing these changes and um, you know uh, seasons passing. You know that's how I, I see time like everybody else does. But that's a time a timeline can be a, each planet can have its own timeline. And and we went we went and we would do twenty years on another planet, then then I would return back to this planet and do twenty years during the same period. But there was no uh, problem with that because the two didn't connect. The two life the two lifetimes didn't connect, even though they were, oh, they were okay. even though they were parallel. Even though I'm experiencing twenty years on this timeline in a different clone that I experienced the same 20 years on a different timeline, there's no, there's no problem because the, we, we have, we're not talking to each other. And, and so there's no Is time. Is it possible to go back and kill your own oh. grandfather? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do time incursions. And then there are people that have to go make, they have to correct the time incursions. <clears throat> there are uh, time agents that, that basically say, don't do that. Or, or if there is someone who made a, it's pretty rare to make. It's pretty rare for people to be able to travel in time to begin with, and it's even more rare for someone to want to go make changes in time because <clears throat> most people that know about time don't want to go back and make changes. 
because if you're going back and making a change that favors you or your family, then the people that you affect, they'll want to go back and make changes that, that favor their family and friends. And then everybody wants to go back and make changes because they didn't like the changes that you made. And so there's no end to making changes in time. Uh, and, and that's just the beginning of the problem. Everybody wants to do it. Uh, and so there's never going to be a steady timeline because everybody's going to keep making changes. And the, the timeline will always be disrupted. If you allow changes to be made, then everybody's going to want to do it. And so the, the rules are that the, the administrators, they don't allow any changes to be made. And it's very rare for it to be made. And it can, you, they can fix it to a certain extent, but uh, time is very elastic and it'll change back to where it's supposed to be in over long periods of time. The real, the real issue is to not allow people to make time incursions, to make changes in time. It's used for transportation almost exclusively. That's what time travel is for. So how does one pre present, prevent time incursions? Is, I mean, do the... Oh no! They monitor. They monitor. We have a group. We actually have our own monitoring group. The United States of uh, America, uh, with the Secret Space Corps. We have our own group, and believe it or not, there are Vatican priests, 100 Vatican priests, and they're stationed 50 years in the future, and they monitor the timeline, and they and they and they say, hey, something's not right here, and, and who's who caused the change, and why. And so we actually have our own monitors, but the agents themselves, the time agents, who are from different groups of advanced species, they monitor the timeline hundreds of thousands of years out to make sure that there's no time incursions and they and they'll go back and correct an incursion or prevent an incursion okay they're the so they're monitoring it for all of creation they're they're monitoring the timeline for, for Through, the universe for our universe right right yeah 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 they, well you know in, in the, the real civilized real advanced where star-faring species started, well, the builder race was back two billion years. So I, I really count technology, the advancement of technology to be so advanced that we could travel around the universe was two billion years ago. That's what I was telling you before. As I was telling the NASA scientists, is that don't feel, don't feel upset that we have to reinvent the wheel. Everybody's been doing it for two billion years ever since the builder race first did it, installed this technology. <laughs> Who was the builder race? The ancient builders, the ancient builder race, the original builders of the stargates, the portals from planet to planet, and also those portals that go from galaxy to galaxy, the whole the portal systems. The portal you know system. Who that is? Uh, what is a portal? Yeah, I know what a portal is, or where the, it is. The, the builder race. Who is the builder race? Oh, they look like us. We were actually uh, uh, we were genetically engineered from the builder race. They look just like us. Okay. Wow. And so they created these. Um, so it's just like uh, uh, the um, Stargate series, right? They created these. Yeah, yeah. Except systems. that gates are gates are spherical, and you can't really render that in a movie, or a, so you have to make them a ring. You walk through this ring, you know. But it's very much like that. An energy, uh, an energy comes out, and then it goes back in. But but normally it, it, it appears in a sphere. The energy goes out, and then when it goes back in, it sucks you through a hole. Uh, so it's not quite it doesn't quite go like walking through a whole walking through a rain. It isn't like that, but it's but that's what's going on. They're they're traveling from one planet to the next through these gate systems, portal systems that the ancient builder race built. They're real. They're real gate. The gates are real. Real gates, yeah. Gates are real. Yes. I've heard that from I've heard that from other um, Yeah. 
Yeah, it's except that, so. except there's one major. You can't go through with weapons. You can't travel through with weapons. You can only travel through with uh, like cotton. You know, you can't even have any plastics or anything like that. You know. So when you go through the gate, you're practically naked. When, you know, as far as weapon wise, you come out on the other end. You're you know you're if, if it's a hostile if it's a hostile gate. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> you're in trouble. So. Uh, oh, because you're naked. Yeah. The gates were mostly. So the, yeah. The series is. Well, you're not naked, naked. You have clothes weapons. on, but it's cotton. We had cotton. Yeah. Pure cotton. So the series has them going through with weapons, but they can't actually go through with weapons. No, not for the No, the gates can't go through the, the weapons. The gates don't allow the weapons. They're actually programmed. They don't allow the weapons to go through. Do the, ancient, the ancient builder race did that. They programmed the gates so they don't allow any weapons or any machines to go through. Don't allow weapons. Only, only people in their dress, and that's it. And so it didn't have, have simple, uh, simple cloth, simple cloth, not not manufactured cloth, not not plastics. Not plastic. Yeah. So do we have uh, That's all, and that's all that gets. Like that's all that gets through the gates. But you know, we went. We 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 have a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, you bring a lot of scientists onto a uh, through the gate, and then you you create you have a. Uh, a settlement, not well, not a settlement. What are we call them, the stations, space stations, uh, research stations, and then and then they get all their supplies from there, and they they construct manufacturing facilities on that planet. So then they become uh, um, <clears throat> bases, and and everything starts from scratch. So you, you can send a bunch of people there, and they can actually make a base, you know, on the other end, which is what they did. We have bases on every. We have base. We have stations, research stations, and bases on at every gate, and half for years. And how many gates are there? Any well, uh, every habitable planet in our galaxy is about. There's supposed to be about three thousand gates. I don't know for sure, but I do know that there there are a lot of habitable planets, and there's at least three thousand in our galaxy. I think there's much more. Yeah, there would be much more, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Lesson, are you back with us? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I was uh, in, in, uh, uh, struck by uh, what you were saying, Richard, about uh, ultimately time is uh, involved in our uh, linguistic concept of causality. Uh, which is just a, a, merely a set of hypothetical uh, constructs that we use to uh, organize data. And so I, I'm totally uh, with that. And it's very interesting in the uh, two-slit experiments, not only when you change uh, a wave to a particle uh, uh, afterwards, uh, uh, you also change the uh, space in front of the slits so that you change is and so it's really useful i think to think you can simultaneously uh, exist in what we're calling past future and uh, and uh, simultaneous uh, or parallel existences and all you really need to do is just be attentive really attentive to the here and now and that's where it all intersects right in you right now well, that's your yeah that's your that's your get out of jail card that's where you start the process, being in the moment. The future hasn't happened. The past is not necessarily said. I mean, you have alternate universe. That's the new theory. Theory is string theory, and now it's moved to not theory and the multiverse. And so the multiverse is uh, all of it and more. I know that uh, 
it is impossible for even someone like myself to conceptualize um, what it really is about. I, I'm lucky to get a glimpse. That's why uh, I'm, uh, there's four mammals on this. There's there more evolved technically than man. Nobody talks about that. Man is not that great a deal. And to thank we have technologies. Of course, those technologies exist probably with other universes and or previous technologies. I've watched Buddhists in Tibet use big long horns. I've watched them compress the air to such an extent that a rock, a giant boulder begins to float in the air compression. You can push it with the thing. Now, we've been here before. I know. And it's it's a way we choose to, and memes. That's what distinguishes us from the dolphin and the orca. Which, by the way, the orca has a cerebral cortex that's twice the size of man. And that mammal is firing 60% of it. That man's only lucky to get 10. A smaller cortex. I'm telling you, there's things going on around here and we don't have a clue yet. And I can, I, I can sense it. And it's called the awakening right right now. And you're all starting to get it. And I'm a lead scout. That's all I am. I'm not original. And I, I, I know that. I don't know. But the adventure of the journey is exciting. Simon says you go halfway to the door. And you focus on the door and you miss the big picture, which was about the journey. Because you can't ever get there from here. Halfway to the door. You never can do that by definition. And so time and space aren't real or constructs that we use. Yes. And we have now new concepts. And that means all of a sudden these doors are open. And let me tell you, that's very exciting. Because anything you can conceive of as God is what you as a so-called is capable of achieving with your own consciousness and newsflash. That's only halfway to God. Wow. I didn't mean to sign you. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, everything was silent. Well, I know. I don't know. I'm enlightened. I'm as bright as it gets. And that's why the military is me. And guess what? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it isn't about brightness. Our brightest children are so smart. We have no clue. What we do is ruin them. Oh, you couldn't get to me that. We want to make them normal. So we well, paranormal. That's what I'm going to call myself. I'm going to be paranormal. There you go. I had a friend that was pericomatatus. He was cool. I, uh, I know that it doesn't work that way. And, oh, by the way, the answer is 42. I think that I thought it was well, number nine. Number I'll nine. get a grip. Hitchhiking out of this galaxy. I can't. Oh, listen. There's more going on here. And I okay, let me give you an example. One of the things I studied was called cosmobiology. It came out of um, back in the Russian days. Klugin is kind of magnetic moving things with their hands. Uh, the Czechs were doing some serious advanced work. And they discovered, the Yana, for example, when her sex cycle is a female, that when a woman's born, you, it sets up your ovulation cycle, the face of the moon. If you move around the planet, that ovulation cycle changes. Oh, that's interesting. What about other planets? Astrology. Jupiter, 
remarks. Well, the one I did for the Department of Interior, okay, was called Lunar uh, Cycles that Deal with Earthquakes. And uh, it was the planet Uranus, Earth, and the Sun. And it's in a geometric alignment. It's a 99.9975% sigma error coefficient uh, of a major earthquake in the Earth. This is back in the 70s, Department of Environmental Park. And there's no known laws on how Uranus can suck the Earth from that distance. But uh, Jupiter, I've noticed every week it's lunatics. And when the storms on Jupiter stop for a minute, things change on Earth. There is somehow a relationship. And the reason I mention that is because consciousness, as we understand it, is not real. What we are imagining then becomes, that's why to have a replicator, now we have 3D printers. That's to see it in your mind's eye. That's where the magic occurs. Once it's there, the way you punctuate it, psyche into the matter, that's what your belief systems are about. I wouldn't have seen it so if what's I had What's the difference between the, the replicator and the 3D printer? Is, is it like Star Trek, the replicator, you just go over and you ask for... I'm printing right now, yeah, I'm printing right now a 30-foot geodesic dome in porous concrete in 24 hours. Mars. That's a, that's so what I'm you're, working on. you're printing one. What's that? You're working on printing it. Uh, you said you're printing it. Are you printing Oh, yeah, it I, I'm printing, okay. I am involved with a project called the Domes of Mars. And my part of it is writing the screenplay for Netflix so that once the public says it, it happens. Hollywood, if she right. could. And so the idea, what I've got right now, up in Bainbridge Island is a 3D printer. And I love family. <laughs> Good bud. And, and actually deliverance, Pacific Domes down in Ashland. And what we're doing is printing with a new form of concrete. It's got magnesium in it. It's super light, and it's made out of hemp. You can make this stuff out of hemp and manure, just like right. in the mushroom. And so you can print this thing, and now once I have that, the screenplay place. We're printing a 30-foot dome. It'll take 24 hours. It'll be a geodesic dome with this coarse concrete. You put that under the ground with solar panels, and Mars is next. Boom. Interesting, yeah. So let's talk about our planetary solutions in this last half hour. I just wanted to check in with um, a mad painter. Do you have any feedback, comments, or questions you want to ask? Um, Are you there, Mad? I'm, I'm here. Uh, I, I find that uh, I, I find this stuff with Mars uh, rather interesting myself because we, we are headed there regardless of what anybody really wants. We are headed there. We've been there before, too. I, I, can, I can tell you that you hypnotize any person in the world. It's cross-cultural, uh, Chinese, uh, Mexican, whatever. And you take them down to the Warnicky Correction near the Teacher Activating Center, and everyone comes up with memories of working on Mars. How does that work? A typo, obviously, but I don't know. I've seen this. I understand this. 
know that it doesn't work like that. We're not ready. Uh, have a theory of everything that's presumptuous. I, I, it's not going to happen. That doesn't work like that. It's our imagination. It's what's real. And once you can see something in your mind's eye, that's what makes it real. Because that's what you're up against. Right. Yeah, it's made there to make all your beliefs true. Now, to be able to change a belief like you would a pair of clothing, I'm using brain drivers. Boom. So we we were on bars before, and we have that in our core memory. Whether we were there. Well, I don't know if it's genetic. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know if it's genetic. It's consistent and reproducible. Go on, warning key correction, comma, a Mars project. Have a walkabout. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take you on. And I'm like, would you like to go for a little ride? <laughs> I love Carl Sagan. <laughs> he was so great. Oh, Carl Sagan. Uh, hey, Jody Fuzzer, eyes lit up. <laughs> she dropped into a state center cubic hexagonal closed plaque structure in the movie, a diamond body. Boom. And so we have understanding of this stuff and not a clue. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, as I understanding and not a clue. Well, that's uh, so, Walter uh, Cronkite, altered Walter. You know, that's the way it is. <laughs> so uh, let's look at that. So we're, we're here in a, in a is, is the earth uh, experiencing global warming changes, you know, what's true, what's fake news, what's going on here, what are our solutions, how do we get off uh, this uh, polluting fossil fuels, how do we get to using hemp, they won't allow us, anybody have any solutions, let's look at solutions, uh, we'll go to Dan, then back to uh, Richard, Dan, what are some of the planetary solutions, let's identify the problem, and then the solution. Well, they want to turn everything uh, over to free energy generators. They want to use free energy generators to get off of uh, fossil fuel combustion generators, engines, and who's they? Who's they that wants to do this? I think the secret space program. But if what they say and what they do is two different things. That's what they're saying. Let's see if they do it. Uh -huh. We're finding this out. This is what I'm working on, so I'm finding it out. They're saying they're going to do it. Let's see if they, they're going to follow through. Right. And uh, you're working on patents to reinvent. Well, I have, yeah, I have patents of uh, free energy generators, motors and engines. And now I'm trying to get uh, uh, companies to build them. We're in negotiations with several companies on building them, making them. Right. Shooting them throughout the planet. So there's a new effort to get back to the moon. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and what do you know about? Well, the Chinese have the Chinese are scheduled to go on the dark side of the moon in two years, and to Mars in three. And they have these scheduled. Uh, um, I sent you the website, uh, the Chinese website that that shows you their schedule of uh, flights and what their and what their objectives are. And those are the same objectives that were just uh, same exact objectives that were just laid out by uh, Vice President Pence out in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Well, he said they're going to do it in five, which is uh, three years past when the Chinese are going to do it. So I don't get that whole thing. That doesn't make any sense. 
Why would they 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 want to be? I'm sorry, what? Are they not getting the same information that you're getting on the public? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think think Pence is being informed. I don't think he's being informed. I don't think he's paying attention or he's being informed. The, the, the Chinese have already, have already got these shots already scheduled in three years earlier than their plan, his plan. He doesn't even have a grant. He hasn't even handed out grants yet. There's nothing scheduled. There's no, there's no, there's no United States. Speculate. There's no NASA shot going to the moon scheduled. So it's just, just a political ploy to get people. No, to I don't know. We think we we're hoping that uh, they're characters. saying they're going to give grants to all the all the different projects that I'm working on and, and other people like me are working on. We're going to find that out. We don't know what this is. What they're saying they're saying they're going to give us the grants. We won't know until we apply and and, and they say yay or nay. And that takes about six months to a year to find that out. Everybody's going to apply well, for the Chinese grants. are just the the Chinese okay. are just a year out from uh, their goals and we're just still playing with getting grants going. So that doesn't make sense. Right. So the grant, so really, really opening up the grant program is for other projects, not those projects that they, that they don't want to, they don't want to tell the public what those other projects are, but I know what they are because I'm working on them. Okay. So, Richard, your dome project, are you working with the government with that or your? Well, yeah, like Hollywood right now has, yeah, what he's describing is a current series called Time Traveler. And that's Kurzweil and the Singularity, where there's a pop in the action. We have another life form that runs the show or something like that, trying to control uh, things. And I have to tell you something. One of the things I first learned about chaos is that, you know, and order is that uh, control is a fantasy. And believe me when I tell you that, uh, because you can't get there from here. It doesn't work like In my universe, the way I understand it, you're along for the ride. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what's going to happen or when, but I do know that when... uh, how did Merlin put it? Anything not specifically forbidden is mandatory. If it's possible, you count on it. Once Hollywood puts a series out like Travelers, run by AI, uh, no, 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 that makes it, that's now, once everybody starts to get that, oh, that's what makes it real. Are they real? How could they not be? So how is it that Hollywood has such a great influence? They, they fictionalize it, they create a series, and then it becomes real. It seems like uh, the time between the fictional process and reality has shortened. What's going on there? Any ideas? There's, uh, there's uh, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit? I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> um, you have choices. And for me, Matt Stein, who's my partner, and I was Navy SEAL, and he's dead now. Matt died Christmas Eve. I can't believe it. He's a last man standing. How dare he? I know. It's just, um, he was, we figured he was going to walk and dance on all our graves. He's climbing a mountain. He popped out. Eric aneurysm. 
Matt and I did and do sustainable lifeboats. You know, lifeboats with oars. <laughs> That's what I do. I had mentioned Mike Hagan. Mike Hagan had interviewed me, three-hour interview with Dennis Kucinich. When Kucinich hired me to do a four-state region setting up bunkers and um, and communes, uh, you know, uh, places uh, for safety when everything goes to hell. And um, I'm doing that now. All arms up in Canada uh, with the Unity Church of all things. They're forming a network across Canada. Sustainable lifeboats. Underground, you're going to need about 10 days on the hard ultraviolet. Who knows what else? And you may have to grow things. There won't be any light for all the years. And it's going to get uh, crispy. Um, where's so, the oration? When they yeah, go right. to when they go to Mars, you're you're so you're designing these uh, living facilities for people going to Mars. Well, uh, yeah, Mars, yeah, Mars is another lifeboat. It's got water. Oh, the moon didn't even have cheese. You know what I mean? That's why we're so interested in Mars life, and water. we need. Yeah, well, it has actually for the small planet. Uh, my study showed. Mars has more water than Earth does. It's a smaller planet. Now, how much water does that make? And when I say that, it's everywhere on Mars. Oh, yeah. We're going to go that as a backup plan B. Yes, indeedy. But I think you've already been there. And I often wonder what the asteroid belt was. Because had a war and they blew themselves up. And now we're trying to get it right. I don't know. And it's all conjecture. We'll never... Mm-hmm. Really, no. Hey, how do you know about animal birds and flu fighters? Where'd they come from? And you know, that's 1948. Antarctica. Never. I mean, it's not in the history books. And where's that Viking base that I saw? Uh, you know, in history. Yes, yeah, so you I, saw the Viking base. Yes, I did. It was in so Rome. Did you see like any of the, um, the, the Nazis? I saw 19 subslips that had been decimated possibly with a nuclear weapon. And is that from the... Uh, the that was done in 68. I think that was Kennedy that went in and bombed it. There was uh, briefly in uh, 65 from space. You could see a hole in Mars. The bomb went off. I don't know. And who do you think did that? <laughs> he Kennedy. said Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy dropped in the bomb. 66? In, uh, in, in 1962. It was 1960. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what year. I think it was in 65. Uh, before he was shot, I think, uh, when I was there in Well, he was shot in 60, which, you're, that? you're talking about Kennedy, he was shot in, Kennedy was shot in 63, so. Okay, then it was earlier, in, because he, I think it was Kennedy that went and dropped a bomb on 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 that Nazi base. That's your thousand year or 10,000 year war, who knows. Verbolen Deutsche Bleiben. I don't know. What I do know is the whole thing was obliterated. I saw 19 subslips. I have friends in uh, Brazil. Abe uh, Aberall, Mad Abe Aberall is a uh, uh, Brazilian Secret Service, a buddy of mine's number one assassin. Yeah, yeah, he used to go into Thule Island, and I said, Thule Society, that's where he came from, and go into Antarctica. And um, they had bases where nobody else knew about them. And, you know, there's evidence that there might have been something on the moon. I don't know. What I don't know is still in war. 
Wow. Tosh, you have any comments, questions? <laughs> no. I don't think I make you guys no, this is just uh, wonderful. I just, you know, I've got all these um, alternative uh, stories about Antarctica from um, all different sources, and it seems like there's a whole series of battles. First, the Brits tried to uh, sent an expedition to try to clog the the, the entrance to the cave and they were defeated and killed off and that was way before the, the Battle of the Wet LC uh, um, uh, you know and, and the, the whole thing with Bird and stuff there's so much going on that we're not informed about and our world is uh, being run by by the Nazis who are uh, uh, brought over to run things and uh, their children and grandchildren are now doing that but, you know, they're people, too, and we can reach them and we can uh, go beyond this uh, um, opposition and realize that uh, our oppressors could actually be turned into our friends if we can just get in touch with the parts of ourselves that resonate with them and, uh, and, and find the common ground. That's what I think. That's the key word, common ground. There's something creepy. Uh, what's happening? It looks like something, someone, is trying to terraform Earth right in front of my eyes. And uh, let's talk about don't have that. Free will. So is this? Well, Kim okay. Trump, whatever. So what, who's trying to terraform it? Like, and maybe Dan has some insights on this too, because you know we have all these chemtrails. I think it, my theory is if we were to take a time machine, go back to the sixties, we probably couldn't breathe the air that we were breathing when we were kids and young people. I think it's been changed that much, but somehow some of us are adapting and others are dying of cancers and everything. And so they're, I don't know, it might be our individual individual genetics that are adapting, but there's a point where it seems like somebody else wants this prime real estate. And so when you joked earlier and said that they're coming to collect the taxes or, you know, I think there is somebody coming to collect. <laughs> and so let's talk about that a little bit. We only have a, about 10, 15 minutes. So um, I don't know, anybody... The ball's out. Who wants to grab the ball and say something about that? Oh, you were saying, who's terraforming? What, what's happening? Tell us about terraforming, and then we'll pass it the ball around. Uh, talking sick about. Well, I don't think they're. Ter- I don't think they're terraforming. I, I like I told you before. All part of that global warming strategy in order to bring the planet to um, where it can't sustain people, and then the people, you know, the, the aliens come and say, "Oh, well, you know, you come to our planet." And then everybody goes, oh, great, girl, it's cool. We can go away to your planet. And then it was basically they were all going to be, uh, it was the crop, you know, the, the, the harvest. But that can't happen anymore because we got surrounded by the uh, spirit beings outer barrier. It can't happen anymore. We can't be pulled off. But they still haven't changed. They still haven't changed that whole global warming routine. I don't know why. They th- somehow they think they're going to get through the barrier. That's what they told me. SSP personnel told me they, they believe that they're going to figure out how to get through the barrier. And so they're, they're going to continue on with this global warming program. Well, we'll see. Like I said, there's a lot of objection to it. The Chinese and the Russians now are clued into the secret space program. They know it's real. They know the technology is real. And they're very pissed because that technology was supposed to be given to them according to agreements that we made in World War II with the Chinese and the Russians. And they want that technology. They're demanding it. So about the, there is no terraforming. Well, so there's global warming though, and there's a, there's an agenda to 
Yes, and there's an agenda, and they're still on the agenda with bringing the planet to the brink of destruction so that it cannot sustain human life. That's the agenda. They're still on board with that. We won't know if we've changed them from that program until they get these free energy generators out throughout humanity. But I'm going to know because I'm the one that's trying to get it done. I'm the one that, that invented them. And I'm the one trying to get them manufactured. So I'm going to know whether they're going to change their their tune or not. So it's like the... Um, and the Chinese and the Russians, so they're, they're, not, they're not on board with this global warming, destroy the planet, you know, bring it to... Bring it to they're not on board with that. But they can't change either because they got locked into the whole fossil fuel, you know, development. And it, from its inception, it was designed for global warming. From the very beginning, we never needed to combust fossil fuels. Alcohol was actually a better burner uh, for uh, piston engines. And they just departed, they just decided to go ahead and use oil because they wanted to, to uh, bring the planet to the brink of destruction. We can reverse it, but it, it, it you know, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out, I'll let you know. Wow. It's terra dis uh, deforming instead of terraforming. It's terra deforming. They're intentionally they're intentionally making the surface uninhabitable, so you have to leave. And so when the opportunity is presented before you, you take it. You, you, you know what? You can come to my planet. It's a really cool planet. Let me show you a picture. It's a really nice planet. Uh, we're very advanced there, and you're going to have to become a servant. But you'll still be alive. <laughs> yeah, correct. You, you you understand. Now the thing is, you've already you've already been acclimated. See, you don't understand. All of you have been acclimated towards slave to to be sold off as slaves because you were raised in a slave system on purpose. That was that that was not by that was not an accident or natural development. You were intentionally enslaved economically to prepare you for your slave life on these other planets. How lovely. <laughs> well, I was watching a, um, a a TED talk, and there's a man that was showing the effects of of uh, reclaiming the desert to planting trees, and it said he said that they reduced the uh, the carbon levels of when you plant trees and grasses, it actually can shift the carbon levels of the earth quite rapidly. So there's they're starting this whole movement to plant trees, restore the deserts, and they have, they show the, the view from space and how, you know, the uh, browning, the browning of the <clears> earth has accelerated. Uh, it's frightening how fast it's, it's accelerated. So what do you guys think of that? Your turn. Richard. Ooh, Richard, you say something now. We'll change I, uh, Go ahead, Richard. I Please repeat. What would you like? I, I don't understand. I'm I'm looking for planetary solutions for this devastation, for this potential uh, another level of enslavement of humanity, the destruction of our environment, so it's uh, unlivable. And you know, some technological solutions or or political solutions or economics. What what are some of the planetary solutions to bring us back from the the edge of destruction, the eve of destruction, <laughs> the harvest. What do you yeah, think well, what, yeah, that's up. Uh, it's going to be different for everyone. And habitat is critical. And that means I have a, like, for example, I have a missile silo uh, down in Arapaho. 
uh, with 12 families running it with vertical aquaculture going straight down the missile site. Uh, and uh, then up in uh, Sandpoint, Idaho, I have a sustainable life out on an old Quaker retreat on the back river. Uh, it's just simple living. Mennonite, uh, Mormon, uh, whatever, they all have different ways they want to do it because they're different things. And that's why when you watch the movie Prepper, <laughs> what a joke. Actually, you can't prepare for these kinds of things. What you do is you uh, adapt. That's a real good thing. The Chivy did one where the answer comes down and starts setting off life. And they ended up using salsa and blue <laughs> to kill the others. I love Hollywood. It's got yeah. imagination. I mean, it, it gives you the, the solution is to stay limber and discipline your mind. That's what all your saints in history have said. Train the mind. Train the mind. Well, you're train- you, know, you know what the, the Masonic secret is? Thought that occurs. A moment of climax happens. Sex magic. That's um, mm-hmm. yeah. And now you, you start thinking about your boyfriend or someone else. You count on that happening as a metaphor. It's a metaphor, right? Oh, right. You, that's a very discipline. The distinction between long sex, the distinction of the vulgar from the uh, profane. Uh, and going into the sacred. Now, the sacred is a place where you're in the flow and it's distinguished differently from intent, which actually happens at the end of the day. Wounding, and that's when the wound happens. You know, you broke up with your girlfriend and now you're going to go out and da da da. An AI can profile that with the algorithms and know what you're going to do before you do. However, can't predict what you're going to do if you're doing purpose because you're invisible. You're doing what you're supposed to be. You're in harmony. And so you're not creating karma. It's a metaphor. And so you try to, the two are close to each other. But they're not exactly the same. And that's why we have coming back to get it right. Maybe 600,000 times. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a metaphor. There are saints. I met, they're very rare, real saints. Uh, I met one, his name's Sharon Singh. And one of the definitions of a true master is they predict the moment of their death. It's one of the definitions of what distinguishes him from you. And how do you know that? Well, there are life forms like the Dalai Lama that know how you were in a previous life. But, yeah. Uh, so nice to see you again after so long a period, Kundun. <laughs> that was Jason Ripachai, who was the older brother of the Daliana when we made that movie up in Seattle. And I, because I spoke Mandarin, one, uh, I was able to translate for Jason when he did that movie in Seattle, and Little Buddha. And I uh, have a sense of what is about to happen. And uh, how did Hal put it? It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take over. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke, these are visionaries 
that uh, hang on, Asimov, uh, that uh, H.G. Wells, uh, that wrote about these concepts, and then they happened. H.G. Wells, 20,000 leagues, submarines. Get a grip, visionaries. And that is where it came from. Now, you think they're aliens? Well, yeah, what's the Nephilim? I was when I was teaching up at uh, Shiprock, Navajo Community College, they have the legends and pictures of giant cannibals. And, you know, I don't even know what an Anaki is, a standard brain cave, uh, whatever that means. I can tell you that there's this guy, I don't know what I mean. I did a, a BBC with it on the Anunnaki. Uh, I mean, on the uh, Nephilim. They discovered Giant Skull in Pennsylvania. Went to the Smithsonian in 1810. Where is that skull? Well, that one was easy to get. The two brothers that started the Smithsonian were the son of that Methodist minister that um, lost his flock to John Smith. Mormon, and it was based on a religion on a close encounter. They probably dumped that skull in the ocean to vet their father. I don't know. I wow. know that we're finding yeah. evidence Six. down on the. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't. I saw the Nazi base when I was in Antarctica. I, that's an absolute. Yeah, there, I am the man saying that. And I have Viking base, 14th century. <laughs> Where's that in the history book? Well, nobody talked about it back then, huh? Um, I hate to cut this short, but we're running out of time. I want to give everybody a Richard, what, uh, what's your website? How do people reach you? What's that? I'm sorry? We're running out of time. How do people reach you? What's your website? How do they? Oh, that's my name. Your books? Yeah, it's uh, richardallenmiller.com. A-L-A-N. I have Facebook, several things there on Facebook called so go to DocRamcom. There it is. Um, that's me. And I'm still working for the military. Hoorah. You still work for the military. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm a very <Okay>. nutty boy. <laughs> but I know I don't know. And there is a lot of weird things going on. I'm excited. That's exciting. Okay. And, and Dan Cooper, final word for you before we run out of the clock. Oh, okay. well, I think it, uh, there's exciting things going on. You know, I'm, uh, I never thought that uh, uh, anybody would be even talking, meaning large corporations would even be discussing the idea of making free energy generators. I, I never, I thought there was going to be suppressed. And, and now I'm in negotiations with big companies, so um, I don't know what's going to happen. And it could also it could, it could be just another snow job where you know they, they lead you on, make you think you're uh, you're making progress when you're not. So, but we're going to find out. That's why I got involved at this level is I want to know for myself. And the only way to find out is to re. I had to invent these technologies myself uh, in order to be able to um, push push the issue. You can't push the issue if you're not an inventor. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Because you have because there's nothing to push. You can't push the manufacture of a free energy generator if you haven't got one. 
And that's the end of our show. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Richard. Good blessings. Aloha. and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we are listener-sponsored and commercial-free, but there still are bills to pay. In order to raise some needed funds to cover the cost, our station is offering a silver special. In the continental United States for a $60 donation, or in Alaska, Hawaii, or Canada for a $70 donation, we will send you an uncirculated 2018 one-ounce pure silver eagle. The $70 donation, uh, the extra 10 is to cover shipping, by the way, outside of the continental United States. When making the donation, you must put Silver Eagle promo in the notes on the donation. And thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at revolution.radio and freedomslips.com. Without you, there is no less. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. He also said that every generation needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This 